0: Dreaming down. Her heart is broken, and because her heart is broken, so is mine. He wears a frown, his dreams are choking and because he stands alone his dreams will die so humbly i come to you in prayer the children. To ignore is so easy. So many innocent children will choose the wrong way. So what about the children? Remember when we were children? If not for those who loved us and who cared enough to show us, where would we be today? <laughs> Sir, where is your son? Where lies his refuge? And if he can't come to you, Then where can he run, such a foolish girl? Yet still she's my daughter. And if we just reminisce our days of young, you see it's not where they've been, nor what they've done. Because I know a friend specializes in great outcomes See his love overcomes So what about the children?
1: Ashley, this is my granddaughter. What about the children, Ashley?
0: Well. 1 Peter 4, 8 reads, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins.
1: Amen. We're going to pray. Father, Lord, you know what's going on here today. And we rebuke the devil in every way. For those who have come in in tears this morning, for those whose families have been attacked this morning, for what is to be said this morning, Lord, that the devil would attack, you have already decided what it is you want to say. You know those that are here, you know every single need. You know the truth of their children, Lord. You know what those children need. Do you know what these parents need, Lord? and so we give all of this to you we trust you right now Lord we trust you we ask that you will change the spirit and that you will fill this room with your mighty Holy Spirit that it will rain down in every possible way Lord we thank you for our precious children those that are even sleeping at this time those that have been out on the playground the teens father where they are and I thank you father for my own precious granddaughter and all of my grandchildren and children. Lord let your will be done even now let us not be distracted with anything let us simply hear your words and feel your spirit. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Before Ashley goes to her seat I want to share with you this young lady was born to my son and her mother, who loved each other very much, and they were teens. And they um, had uh, Ashley without being married. And her mother, when she became pregnant, went home to New York. She was in Orlando. Her mother went home to New York, and her mother was not happy. We wouldn't be happy. And my son went to New York and started school there to be with Ashley's mother. And those things just did not work out. And so my son came home, and Ashley's mother stayed in New York. And during that time, when she was carrying my grandchild, and she is still my daughter, Perrette, I love her very much. When she was carrying my grandchild, and I love children. I, I write children's stories. I do children's stories. I love children. And I could not touch the tummy of my daughter of my. I call her my daughter-in-law. She's my daughter. And when Ashley was born, my son was home, and I put this block up. I wouldn't deal with it the whole nine months because we could not have contact. And I was in my room one night and my son Andre walked in the room and he did not say one word and I began to weep and I, and I felt this love pouring in me. And I knew he was going to tell me, Mom, the baby's born and it's a girl and that's Ashley. For a year, I didn't get a chance to see her because of the conditions. But I remember the moment she was born, I began praying and asking the Lord, will you cover her in our love? Will you every day fill her with so much of our love that when we see her, whenever that is, she will already know us and she will know that she is a part of us and that we love her. And when she was one year old, they finally, she had permission for my son to go to New York. He flew, he went and picked her up and he flew back and the whole family was at the airport. And it was our first time seeing her and she just, my son put her down and she came running And I grabbed her and I'm like, thank you, Lord. He filled her with our love. She never cried. She came in there that first day and she has been a part of our lives ever since. She spends our summers with us. We're there for birthdays and I'm sharing all these stories to tell you whatever's going on. However upset you are as parents that the children do things in a way that maybe the Lord didn't intend, there's still the love. And I think what happened with the Lord this morning, uh, he just totally erased anything I would have done today. And he put this thing, love. And I'm going to let you go sit down. I know. Thank you very much, my dear. Thank you for helping to make God known. Thank you. That's what he's telling me today to tell you. It's not what I had at all, not even last night. But he's saying, love our kids. You know, we think about discipline, discipline, discipline. But what he's saying to me right now is our children, they don't have to have televisions. They don't have to have phones. They don't have to have iPads. They don't have to have fancy clothes. They don't have to have toys. They really don't. Though we really, we make that a priority. They don't because the truth is when you don't have that and you have the love, you don't really miss it. But we make it a priority unconsciously. And then what we do is work so much harder that we're working harder to buy them these things and we have less time to be with them in love. And I've been guilty of that too. What our kids need is unconditional love. And, you know, there are um, times when babies are in orphanages. I don't know if you've read any of those articles. And they say that you can have babies in orphanages and you can take half of those babies and you can set them up on a pillow with a bottle, the same milk, and you can take half of those babies and have someone holding them in their arms and feeding them the milk. And many of these babies die. And it's not about the milk. It's about the nurturing and it's about the love. Um, On a sunny, beautiful day in, in Orlando, about a year and a half ago, it was a beautiful sunny day, um, a man, and I'd say a gentleman, because I'm sure he was. I think he was a gentleman that just lost his hope. He went into the place that he worked, right downtown Orlando, just two miles from our hospital, with a gun. And he shot everybody he saw in that building. And it was a mess. They had closed down downtown, they locked down our hospitals. Nobody could get in, nobody could get out. And there was this mad chase for this man, who had killed many people. Do you know where he went? Do you know where they found him? With his mom. He went home to his mom. He wasn't even thinking about anything, because, of course, that would be the first place they would look. It didn't even matter to him. It was just that he was in so much pain, that he knew that his safe place was with his mom. So, I'm going to ask you, when your children do something, or if your child was to do something really, really terrible right now, would they come home to you? You have to answer that. Or have they already done something that really has disappointed you? and and you haven't talked in a while? My own mother, actually, and and this wasn't even on this, but my own mother got pregnant, just like Ashley's mother, and her family disowned her, and she died of a broken heart at 34, 35. Our children, our children need so much love. Not just from us, they need it from the community, our church community. And you know something else? We have to be so careful that we don't make our children gods because the Lord expects us to love all children. And I remember going on field trips. Have you ever been on a field trip? Where? I'm, and I don't know if you do it that way here, but in the States they have field trips and mothers can go, they sign up, and, they, and when you go on a field trip, you may take five kids, you're responsible for five kids. And I used to watch these mothers take their child And just be gone. I remember we were going to a public library one day. We had to cross a main street. And I watched mothers on the field trip with five children grab their child across the street. And the Lord would speak to me about that and say, You find the children that may be a little overweight, find the children that maybe their hair isn't looking real pretty. Pay attention to the children who the other children are laughing at and make them very special. Because you know what happens when we do that? When our children need something and we're not there, the Lord has someone provide that for us. My children used to get mad at me because they'd say, Ma, you don't give us any attention on the field trips. But I'm like, you get it at home. But other children need that attention. So even today, when we think about our children, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, we, we pray for our children before we pray for our marriages. And we pray for our children. But we've got to remember everybody's children. And I have to tell you something, and I called all my children to say, do I have permission to share? And they're learning that we have gone through so much in our family because we are understanding now the Lord just wants us to tell it because then everybody understands that we're all in the same place. But my daughter did not graduate from high school because she played around and and she, she got her GED and all of that stuff. But I did all the field trips. All those kids grew up together with us. And when my daughter could not march, do you know what I had to do? I had to go to graduation. I had to go because it wasn't just about my daughter. All the other kids were mine. And so I had to go sit up on that front row and be happy for those children, knowing that my own daughter was not there and she could not come. It hurt her too badly. But I'm sharing it to say to you that when we give the love away, it will so come back whatever you're concerned about about your child right now if you will give it away somewhere else it's gonna come back to you when my boys ended up in jail I'm I'm throwing all kinds of stuff out at you today because I guess it's what the Lord wants but four children the two oldest boys church school we talked about this yesterday field trips all of this stuff, everything too much, too much stuff, ended up in jail. Um, It was a really tough time. But while those boys were in jail, I understood that they still have to be loved. They still have to be loved. Sometimes they have, to be, they have to have tough love. My husband didn't understand that. My husband felt they have to come out of the jail. But I kind of figured if they could be in that jail just one time and stay long enough, they may feel some pain they need to feel that will help them not want to go back. You think the Lord does that with us? Yeah, that sometimes he has to let us feel the pain so we don't have to go back to it. So I had the two sons. We have the two sons that were in jail. And then one of those sons ended up with paranoid schizophrenia. So at one point we thought that he was on drugs, which at some point he was. But it turned out, when he was in jail, that he couldn't get the drugs, and then we realized there was a mental illness. So, I'm just telling you all of this, because somebody in here has got a child that's mentally ill. Somebody in here has children in jail. Somebody in here has a child that didn't graduate. Now, mind you, my husband is a dentist, we did everything for our children, and that happened. But you know, what does it say with our text? Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins, 1 Peter 4, 8. So there was a time when two sons were in jail, the two little ones I was trying to protect. So what I would do in the summer is send my third son, who was seven years younger, to Carl Porter. I'd send him anywhere, Adventist camp, anywhere, to get him away from home to protect him. And my angel, I tried to protect her too. But I'm going to read something to you about Angel. This comes from a book, Amazing Grace for Families, 101 101 Stories of Faith, Hope, and Inspiration. And the title is Free at Last. I'm going to only read you a paragraph, but the title is Free at Last. Humming softly, I looked down at my young daughter and let out a deep sigh. Thankfully, Angelina had drifted off to sleep. I tucked her in bed and tiptoed out of her bedroom and into the whore from which I was trying to protect my little girl. The police had paid our family yet another visit. With a search warrant in hand, they had free reign of our house, searching for drugs and illegal weapons. Edmund, age eight, stood with my husband, Willie Lee, the dentist. I did not want him to be a witness to the scene, but being two years older than his sister, Edmund was not so willing to let me whisk him away under my protective wings. It wasn't supposed to be this way, I thought angrily. I had gone from living the American dream to waking up in my worst nightmare. There was nothing my husband and I would not do for our four children. Yet our two oldest sons, Andre and Avery, were teenage delinquents. They had become entangled with drugs and gangs. But the Lord says in 1 Peter 4, 8, above all things, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins and I remember going with my son Avery once to his attorney because I was the director of women's ministry at the same time and I remember going with him now they were of age now they were like 18 so when they would go I really couldn't even go in with them with the attorneys but if they requested it I could go I wasn't requesting it, I was just there. My sons would not go anywhere without me. And so when they insisted that I be with them, and Avery sat down in this room with the attorney and told him all these things that he had to tell him. The attorney said, Avery, with the relationship you have with your mom and your dad, what are you doing here? But you know what? The enemy attacks. It's not where none of us are perfect, but things happen to your children, and that's what you need to know. Things happen to your children. Our girls get pregnant. Our boys get pregnant. We always say our girls get pregnant. They get pregnant. It happens. Things happen. They, some of them, They. they get to drugs things happen with our children but what do we do when it happens do we just shut down do we are we in denial are we ashamed the Lord is saying to us that your greatest testimony is your truth and this lady over here who shared her truth thank you so much because there's somebody else in here who heard that, and they needed to hear it. They needed to know that they're not the only one. Let me tell you what Love does, and I'm, I'm about done. Where my oldest son is now, he's almost 40. He's the most incredible first elder of his church. Yeah. Uh, sometimes assistant pastor. He's at the church so much, this is long-term, years, that I've begun to say, Andre, you have a family. You cannot abandon your family for the church. Now, this is true, too, but that's another subject. He is so committed to the church. Avery is in a mental hospital, and he's been there all his adult life. But let me tell you something about Avery. And we have to be so careful about, do we trust God or not? My Avery, and we don't have time, but there was a time Avery was possessed. Now, I never believed in that kind of stuff until I had to walk through it. But there was a time in our son's life where he was truly possessed and his spirit wanted to kill me. And so they would not let me be alone with my son and I would always know what spirit it was because when it was Avery, he would reach for me. When it was the other spirit, it would foam at the mouth and the eyes would look at me and curse me. But let me tell you about our children and our walk with the Lord. You either know who Jesus is or you don't. You either trust him or you don't. And when you get in these places with your children, as I've gotten it in with mine, you can't pretend. You either know that he has got it or not. I have found myself in a car with my son because a Friday evening I, I said he's my son, I'm going to see him. We had to keep him in a hotel because we could not get the government to understand he needed to be in a facility. So we had to keep him in a hotel because it was too dangerous for him to be with me. And I went there by myself on a Friday evening because I wanted to read the Bible to him. He seemed to be okay. And so I took him. I thought we were gonna get something to eat. And when we got in that car, those eyes were on me. And the hand was up. And instead of hitting me, he hit the window. And the, and the violence of this is real. It's something that you would never understand unless you go through it. But let me tell you about something. What do we say? Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Avery's still in a mental facility. He is the most gentle, warm, loving, kind person you ever want to meet. I get to see him every four weeks. I drive up, it's two and a half hours one way. He is so loving. And he loves the Lord so much. And they always say, he's either out of control or when he's stable, he's on his knees. I am so grateful. And I know for my son Avery, no matter what happens here, that when the Lord comes, I'm going to be saying, always say, Avery, can I have cuts? Because he's going to be so much closer to the Lord, I feel, than I'm going to be in the back of the line. He's going to be in the front of the line. So. It's funny how church people always are so proud of Andre, and I'm proud of Andre. Andre's the elder, and they feel sorry for Avery. But you know what? Avery's the one I don't worry about, because he's at total peace. Edmund, the third son, is well. He's doing good. Angel, she ended up falling in love with, guess what? A drug dealer. Our time's about up, I'm sorry. But there's some good news here, and it's just happened in our family, and I need to say this to you. In the midst of all of that, and I started a nonprofit, and I actually had a secret service on my board and police people on the board who could actually have this young man locked up in prison. And we had decided to do that. They had decided they're going to put something under his car. They're going to track him for a while. They want to be sure my daughter's in the house. And then they're going to arrest him. And we were going to get him sent to prison. Guess what the Lord told me? No, you're not. He's mine. And you're going to love him. And ten years later, of things we don't have time to talk about, a year ago, the Lord started having me hammering on Ed. And I said, Ed, you know what? The Lord loves you, and he wants you right now. And let me tell you how not in control of your life life you are. A year ago, you could have been locked in prison for a lifetime, and you don't even know it. You think you have control of all of this. And I shared with him everything that was planned for his life, in love. And he spent the day vomiting. He vomited all day from fear. But I want you to know, this year, the first of the year, he said, I'm tired, Mom, I'm tired of running. We got him a job with a friend, who now has him as a manager in a USDA plant, he is certified as a chef. He has changed his life. He has taken the gold out of his teeth. And I want to tell you, 10 years later, I wouldn't want to see my daughter with anybody else but Ed. Amen. Above all, love each other deeply because love, because love covers a multitude of sin.